It's called wokeness, and it's a plague. A plague that places tyranny before freedom, criminality over virtue, and hate over love. It's a plague that threatens what millions have died for. Victory at all costs. Victory in spite of all terror. Victory however long and hard the road may be. We will fight it. We will defeat it. We will eradicate it. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the least woke man in America. Hello, everyone. This is the least woke man in America, and I have another podcast for you. The Never Woke Nation, a group of people determined to fight and beat Proghelia, the meatless, godless, gunless, censorship-ridden hell the progressive left is attempting to create in the United States of America. And we are fighting, and we are going to win. Um, Before I start the podcast, a lot of people ask me, what are the best ways to listen to the podcast? Well, you can listen right off the leastwoke.com website. Of course, there's the Least Woke Man in America uh, YouTube channel. We are also, if you have a podcast app on your phone, we are currently on Google, Apple, Amazon, iHeart, Spotify, Podbean, and in a couple days, we will be on Pandora. So we are virtually everywhere. So <laughs> but uh, so there's lots of different options. I know um, I normally listen on Apple, but um, not to myself. I'm not that narcissistic. I mean, I listened to the podcast once just to see how it went, but I know Podbean's not a big name app. Uh, it's the app I use to create the podcast. You can also listen to podcasts. I know Google and Apple are more popular, but for, as far as when I'm driving and stuff, I think Podbean is actually much more practical uh, as far as finding old episodes and stuff. So um, anyway, let's get on with the podcast, which is about abortion. Abortion. I want abortion. Um, <laughs> so this is the first of a couple podcasts we'll be doing the next couple days. Abortion is obviously one of many topics and there's just so much going on right now. And the fact there's so much going on right now, in my opinion, is reducing how much this overturning or potential or probable, I guess the word is probable overturning of Roe versus Wade. I really believe, probably like a lot of you, if we were in some booming economy, um, you know, similar to we've seen in the past. So a lot of you, I mean, have lived through, uh, if you're at least probably in your mid-30s, you've lived through some good economies, either during the Bush years, the, well, not as much the Obama years, but the Trump years, um, etc. Even, you know, maybe some of the Clinton years also. Um, And in those times, you have low unemployment, say the stock market's doing good, everything just feels good, there's no wars going on. Um, I think if in those circumstances, if this probable overturning of Roe versus Wade took place then, it it would be just nuclear. It'd be the only story on the 630 News, all you'd hear about on the Sunday shows. But when you have baby formula shortages, when you have skyrocketing diesel prices, when you have crime out of control, when you have almost what you call hyperinflation. I mean, the inflation is crazy. Inflation uh, might be 8% this month for uh, consumer inflation during the month of April, but wholesale inflation was 11%. 
And that's always a leading indicator for the consumer inflation. So what that means in English is we're not even close to the end of the consumer inflation. And so these are all serious problems. I always say inflation is like cancer. You got when you get cancer, unfortunately, you have to get chemo or radiation. A recession really is the chemo or radiation for inflation. And I think that's where we're heading. But as far as the abortion situation and the horrendous, embarrassing leak of the Supreme Court, which has never happened before, leave it to radical leftists to do that. And like I mentioned in the previous podcast, it's just so ironic because all we heard, or at least I did, because I secretly watch primetime left-wing networks like CNN, MSNBC. Don't ask. I, well, I have to get enemy reconnaissance, right? So Trump administration, in the Trump four years of Trump, which should have been eight, um, every night, our sacred institutions, our inst like justice, our democracy, our republic are all under threat from Donald Trump, the FBI, the CIA, the military, pretty much the entire American republic, all the institutions, the entire government is under threat of one man, Donald Trump. All right, that's all we heard. Next thing you know, a leftist leaks uh an opinion out of the Supreme Court before it is ready yet. So um, where do they get the nerve to talk about uh, ruining institutions with a leak at the Supreme Court has never even happened before. So now they're behind that. So it leaks out of the Supreme Court and every hell hell breaks loose. Speaking of all hell break loose, did anyone know uh, our old friend Joy Behar from The View is talking about going on a sex strike Telling women to go on a sex strike to fight back against um, this potential uh, infringement of her rights, the rights to kill a baby before it's born. So Joy Behar is talking about a sex strike. And first thing I thought is, who is the guy on the other side of Joy Behar's sex strike? Can you imagine? The only thing that must come close is like hearing that you might be released from death row. That's the only psychological analogy I can come up with for the guy who is hearing that Joy Behar might go on a sex strike. Whoever's on her, you know, or whoever her man is. I guess she's married to some guy who's way older than her. Shocking, right? Anyway, so I had to bring that up. Now, in the previous podcast, uh, Enable the Three Big Numbers, uh, You Need to Know About Abortion, where I talked about, uh, you know, the, the Mississippi law. We talked about uh, the inflation rate. Again, like I've said here today, how abortion is playing second fiddle to inflation. And, um, and so I also mentioned that I thought a abortion underground railroad was in the works. The abortion underground railroad where progressed, enlightened women... Uh, members of society would lead women who want abortions out of the dark conservative theocracies in the South. And lo and, and, and you know, lo and behold, there are stories right here that look out of the Politico about that. And, um, you know, the usual suspects are jumping all over the opportunity to be out, to out, outrage each other. Gillibrand, Kirsten Gillibrand, my senator here in the People's Republic of New York, uh, Pocahontas, Nancy Pelosi, Hillary Clinton, you name it. Everybody is, uh, they, Kamala Harris, even Kathy Hockle, the somewhat deranged looking governor of New York State. 
uh, they are on a mission to out out outrage each other all right and they are also on a mission to be the conductors on the underground railroad but there can only be so many conductors all right so there's a competition among that group and you want to talk about a vicious group to be in a competition look at the names i just mentioned kamala harris nancy pelosi hillary clinton elizabeth warren kirsten gillibrand wow you know what that is that's like okay take the nastiest feral cat you've ever seen multiply it tenfold and take the, a bunch of them and put them in a box together fighting it out that is noises would come out of that box like you have never heard before you'd never be the same person after witnessing that thing and that's what it's like to have women like that all fighting amongst each other you know it's and they're an interesting group i don't know if you know this now you realize uh gillibrand's husband's a big hedge fund guy pelosi's husband's worth like a hundred million plus dollars pocahontas lied about getting into harvard Kamala is married to a white man, which you never hear about. Who? Um, so there's there's a lot, and uh, we talked about this on a different podcast. Just like Jill Biden, no one know Jill knew Jill Biden was a uh, doctor of education and not a medical doctor. There, the, the mainstream media has a way of just doctoring things. No pun intended. That's incredible. So the political here's Politico. Okay. Uh, blue states want to become abortion safe havens. It will cost them. So there you go. We have the formation of the Underground Railroad. Uh, groups that operate clinics and run abortion access for funds warn that they will need more money. There's a shock. Have you ever met a Democrat that doesn't need more money for something or anything? More providers and more space to help care for the influx of people who will cross state lines to seek abortion. So the railroad is already being formed. Um, blue state governors and lawmakers from California to New York are vowing to turn their states into sanctuaries for people seeking abortions. And lawmakers and some Democratic-controlled legislators are racing to pump millions of dollars into abortion access funds and extend legal protections to providers and out-of-state patients. So if you are not a taxpayer in a blue progressive state you are going to be paying for a lot of abortions um we will not stand idly by declared new york Ka uh, governor kathy hockel uh anyone who needs care we will welcome you with open arms you know this is such an insult to um all of us that live here uh in new york state i don't know if the many of you uh who live in states who listen to this in states where people and the people that run it are playing on the full deck of cards, which is not certainly not the northeastern states. But we have a thing here called bail reform, which in essence means there is no bail to get out of jail. So crime is out of control. There's no other way to describe it. If you uh, combine the heroin fentanyl problems with the, with the uh, no bail, it is a perfect hellstorm. And as, as I mentioned before, uh, the more, and you know, this is just life coming back to bite them in the real, rear end as far as refusing to live in reality, refusing, all-out war on reality. So in the progressive area, suburbs, it's even worse because obviously they know no one owns firearms. I'm convinced that's the reason. In the more redneck areas where they know people own guns, there's less crime, but it is still up. The number of people installing those uh, uh, cameras all over the place, of motion lights, it's, it's really... 
which is the right way to deal with it, but overall it's depressing. As someone who grew up 20, 30 years ago when no one even thought about that stuff, uh, people went to bed at night without locking their doors. To now it's like something you see really in third world countries where you know wealthy people have to install security stuff to protect. I mean, I guess armed guards might be the next step if th things keep going in this direction. Uh, there even has been neighborhoods where people are buying their, and I know this is a case in California, hiring their own security forces on top of the police. Um, so this is all playing out in these progressive states. And, uh, it, it, and I can tell you stories that I hear, and these aren't BS, from real people, cops, etc. Uh, people being arrested two, three times within 24 hours. And of course, you know, every time they're arrested, they're wronging another person. Usually, excuse me, an innocent person. Robberies. Uh, the bail reform does not omit uh, physical violence. There are people, uh, guys who have harassed women, get arrested. They're right back out harassing within 24 or 48 hours. Now, me, the conservative white male baboon, is even bothered by that, who is pro-life. Yet Kathy Hockel says she will not stand idly by while people cannot have abortions. She's going to do whatever it takes to make sure women can have abortions in New York State. But if you're an elderly woman walking to the grocery store and you get mugged or robbed or pickpocket, Kathy Hockel, based on what I'm seeing, is standing, she is standing idly by. So, I mean, this is, a, this is, and the other thing I heard the other day, which is true, Los Angeles, this DA, probably funded by Soros, he's decided, and how DAs have this much power is just beyond comprehension to me, that um, he's not going to prosecute anyone who steals anything less than $900. So, in other words, petty theft is now legal in Los Angeles. So, I mean, this is, which again hurts law-abiding citizens and i just do not think i think the far left has completely checked out this point when it comes to law-abiding citizens i'm absolutely convinced of it um which makes them you know a tool the devil a product evil whatever you call whatever you want to call it i mean the democrats who get out of bed in the morning uh legitimately concerned about the poor legitimately concerned about education etc there are Democrats like that out there, but they understand the uh, concept of law and order. But to be outright against uh, the concept of law and order, as far as I'm concerned, th then you're at the point where someone's just a, a really just a tool of, of evil. And I, I just want to do also do some political analysis with this situation. Um, there's a lot of conservatives, not a lot, but some were saying, well, this is really going to help the Democrats with the upcoming elections. Man, I thought we were going to win the House and Senate, but, you know, they're going to be so fired up and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, shh, shh. Let's think this through. All right. Question. Will it help Democratic fundraising? Yes. Because there's some vicious pro-choicers, very wealthy, New Jersey, Long Island, California. We're going to write some big, mean, nasty bazooka checks around the country. I get all that, right? So fundraising, yes. But again, as I mentioned before, if we had a booming economy, peace, no Russia, Ukraine, 
reasonable gas prices, no baby formula shortage, just bedlam, fertilizer problems, everything you can name. I mean, baby formula, diesel fuel, and fertilizer alone, critical elements to a society. The inflation, um, you are always going to have those radical, rabid, pro-choice women and they're so vicious and on the news when they're protest i mean they're protesting out the supreme court justice's home which homes oh, especially kavanaugh and leto they've always had a hard eye for kavanaugh for uh, what was her name christine blass uh blassy hyphen i don't remember uh ford um they're i don't remember but um so they've always been after kavanaugh after his fake accusations um, during during his testimony, so um, and so really, we're we're getting close to if anything happens to the judges, we are now in the position where the pro-choice group is just about as diff uh, like the Mexican drug cartels. I mean, that's one of the reasons, one of the many reasons, the Mexican drug cartels have so much power. They have no problem just knocking a judge off if they have to. So I don't know. Maybe we should start calling them the abortion cartel. But anyway, the, so the cartel. The cartel, um, the most rabid group, are vicious, but they, they were never going to vote Republican anyway. Were they more likely to come out to vote now? I guess. But where are their highest concentrations? In blue states and blue areas. Um, you know, so okay. You could have like maybe um, a couple of swing congressional districts. It's say like the perfect, like say Missouri, right? So it's in Missouri for the most part a red state now. Um, at one point it was purple, I guess now you could say it's red. So Missouri, say a suburb of St. Louis, there's probably a lot of pockets of liberals, progressive, democratic voting areas, uh, you know, white women, very pro-choice, blah, 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 blah. Uh, you know, it might increase their intensity, their donations, more likely to come out to vote. Is that going to swing the Missouri Senate race? No. Especially with all the other issues I'm talking about. So, um... There's always been the radical group, and will this expand them? Especially, and this is what my other podcast I talked about, when the most the Mississippi law that started all this, which bans abortions after 14 weeks, is supported by 48 percent of the country. That was my three numbers: 48, 14, and eight. You know the uh, the the, abyss, the 14 for the. Uh, uh, Mississippi law, the 48% of the U.S. population supports that law, and 8% inflation. So you have a law that's supported by 48% of the American public during 8% inflation. Is that going to create some big abortion tidal wave vote? Um, I don't believe that. Ben Shapiro doesn't believe that. Glenn Beck doesn't leave it, believe that. Carl Rove, who I know many of you hate, uh, it, it, but his analysis part of Karl Rove, the Republican hack part of Karl Rove, I get it, the establishment hack, drives me nuts too. But as far as political analysis, Karl Rove, he is right a lot. And even he's saying, no, it's not going to play out like that. Um, so no matter how much you watch CNN and MSNBC, and God only knows what they do, if they throw stuff at the judges' houses, hopefully not kill the judges, scream, maybe burn buildings down because that seems to be their, burning their own neighborhoods down seems to be a, a solution that they, uh, or a tool that they seem to use quite a bit. It makes no sense to me. When I something happens politically to me, I don't have an inclination to go burn down these stores, banks, and places of business in my hometown. 
Um, so that could all play out and look bigger than it really is on the news. Um, I pity people. I don't know about you, but I pity people who during times like these, which are not good and could get worse, with the amount of suffering that's taking place right now among middle class people, which the upper middle class, the wealthy progressive left, really have no use for. Um, and that, that, that couldn't have been more clear. Um, it's, it's a problem within the Democratic Party. Bill Clinton was very upset when Hillary lost to Trump the way the Democrats had abandoned white working class people. So they are repulsive to wealthy progressive people. But the problem is you need them to win elections still as much as they can't see that. Or even, even forget about the race part, which gets on my nerves after a while. Latino and black middle class people are struggling right now. And the Democrats have always um, taken the black vote for granted. Well, I'm, I got news for you. There's a lot of middle class, working class black people who, like white people, are barely making ends meet right now. That if they have two kids, might be doing $500 a week at the grocery store. They might be doing between the husband and the wife's car or, you know, the husband and the husband or, you know, whatever members of the two real genders are that live together. Um you know, $200 a week in gas, $500 a week in groceries. They might be lifetime, you know, black or Latino, lifetime Democrats. That, do you think those people, month after month, after doing that, if this goes right into November, are going to get in their car and run to the polls over Roe versus Wade? When at that point they might be using credit cards to pay for basic necessities? So uh, this... There has to be some sober thinking, minded thinking among the, and if there is it, that only helps us. The other thing is, and I, um, based on what I, way I've, I've interpreted this, Alito is saying in his opinion that the federal government should never have been in the business of abortion in the first place. Okay, to me that's a big deal because it's not just a big deal in the Supreme Court situation, but also the legislator, the Senate, and the Congress. If that could mean I don't know, I'm not an expert, that even now, you know, pro-life people are getting excited. Well, maybe if we win the Senate and the House, there'll be a national ban on abortions. Yeah, but you can't have it both ways. You can't have Alito overturn Roe versus Wade saying it's not a federal Supreme Court issue and also get a federal ban on abortions in the House and the Senate at the same time. So that's why I mentioned before, I think both sides are going to be disappointed at some point. Um, because even if those bans pass, then liberal progressives will take that to the Supreme Court. And, you know, the Supreme Court might probably knock that down on the same justification. This is no longer a federal issue. And so, and that's what's so sad to watch the cartel just going insane on the news and with protests and everything. This is not the end of abortions in the United States of America. It's giving people in states more power to decide their own abortion laws. And like I said before, the progressive states now have no restrictions whatsoever. The federal government is out of the business of abortion. Why stop, you know, at the day of birth? Why stop three weeks after birth? Why not abort the kid six months after birth? It is just going to be a complete Sodom and Gomorrah free-for-all in the blue states where people, uh, again, as the core of the Underground Railroad, um, they'll be flooding in. So, there's a lot more to this than people realize, 
And um, I think that's the best analysis I can give you. But make no mistake, if you are a progressive state, you are going to be paying for a lot of abortions. Uh, but in the big picture, there's so many more issues this country is facing right now. And we will talk about that in the next episode. But for right now, thank you for joining me, Never Woke Nation. I am the least woke man in America, and we will be joining each other again soon.